afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rocksology. Come on, more energy, more energy. Take it again, take it again. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Vanellope. (laughs) Oh, no, it's Vanellope. I'm (laughs) adorable. Let me do Vanellope. Oh, no. (laughs) Hey, you stink brain. Welcome to Rocksology, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Vanellope. And that's Chocolate Gary. <laughs> and over there, Strawberry Bellnap. <laughs> oh. oh, if you want a great taste sensation, put strawberry on your pizza. <laughs> oh, gang Puck's back, hooray. <laughs> oh, hey, I want to start out oh, the show with, uh, with some great impressions. Yeah. No, uh, a couple weeks ago, I teased a ge- an upcoming guest, but I gave misinformation oh. in my clue yes. to the guest. Okay. I said that he had uh, he had uh, he had released albums that were produced by uh, Ed Stasium, Steve Lillywhite, and I said Mitchell Froom, but that's not correct. It's oh. Mitch Easter. Oh, and, what? Um, yeah. This changes everything. It changes everything, like unbelievably. So, uh, so you're saying uh, he was produced by a guy I hadn't heard of, not another guy I hadn't heard of, <laughs> right? I, you, should, you should have heard of Mitch Mitchell Easter Froome. is a god. Yeah. Okay. So, because um, I'm a dummy, I'm and also, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Also, T. Burn Burnett, T. T. Burn, T. Bone Burnett. Uh, oh, that guest. Okay, I was thinking of another guest. No, no, this, this, yeah. this. Guest. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. this guest is coming up. Uh, in a couple weeks in February. Excellent. I've been produced by T. Burn Bonet. <laughs> I've been boned by. That's what my mom called my dad. <laughs> I've been boned by Bernie T. Bird. Awesome. All right, Gary, how are you doing today? Oh man, we're off the rails. This is great. Crazy train. We're having a good time. Uh, exciting. I'm it's excited for today's show. Time. It's going to be a great show. I got. Uh, I got another case file for oh, a Law & Order copy oh, edition. Oh, great. Uh, should, we just get, 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 <laughs> should we just get right to that? Let's yes. get right to that. Okay, let's, let's shake it up a little bit. Let's, first, let's hear the, the victim in the case first, the, okay. uh, the song we all know. The, uh, oh. Should ring a bell. Uh, take on me. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is, uh, we'll let it get to the little uh, riff here. Boy, do I hate this song. Why? I don't know. It's crazy. You've said that before, and I don't understand it. It's I great. hate everything about it. You're wrong. Oh, that's why I hate it right there. That's it. Well, then you're going to hate this other song. Okay. Now let's go to the the defendant, the brand new uh, single from The Strokes. See what you think of this. One Way Trick. <laughs> What do you think? Is I, there a case? I think they get off on a technicality, but um, yeah, it's close. It's not. It's not a real left. But it's. I would have to. I would have to get. This would have to go jury trial. Trial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to call a plea. We we might. We'll just keep an eye on this. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like what, what they happens. did is they kind of inverted the melody. Oh, all right. Like it's not exactly the same. It's not. It's like it's. It's like It's like the knack when they did my Sharona and then my baby talks dirty is basically my Sharona the riff backwards. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So, but but that's they're plagiarizing themselves there. So as a music podcast, though, we really we should have talked about the. Um, the case of Glee v. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Colton. Colton, which was a clear cut case of stealing. But what happened? He okay, like six or seven years ago, I think mm-hmm. Jonathan Colton was doing a project where he would like put out a new song every week on the internet, and he did a cover of "Baby's Got Back." Baby got back by Sir Mix a Lot. Okay, but he is a folk guitar singer songwriter mm-hmm. guy. So, and "Baby Got Back" is a rap song. So right. he basically wrote an entire melody to, you know to go mm-hmm. with that song and right. he, sang, he sang it as a song which is not part of the original song okay cut to <laughs> a few weeks ago glee d- did a cover of baby got back and they used his melody like oh, they took the whole thing just completely ripped off and the craziest part was he even changed a lyric to say instead of saying like you know sir mix a lot or whatever 
I think the line is mix a lots in trouble, and I think he said Johnny C's in trouble. And in the Glee version, they say they Johnny, Johnny C's C. in trouble. Oops. Well, like what the fuck? Who's Johnny C on Glee? I don't watch the show. I'm pretty sure there's no Johnny C. Emily uh, Emily Volman has been uh, Facebooking yeah. about this. Yeah. So, um, we'll pay the guy some money then. They, well, the problem is because he was doing it as this like Creative Commons license, pro- like internet project. He mm-hmm. didn't. He didn't own anything because it was technically a cover of Sir Mix-a-Lot. Now, I would love Sir Mix-a-Lot to jump in and be like, well, pay me, motherfuckers, (laughs) or whatever. Maybe they did pay him, and so maybe he he could kick something back. But it's just – it's weird. I I say cancel Glee. (laughs) That's the only solution. That's the only solution is cancel Glee. (laughs) I've been – I'm almost done reading that uh, David Byrne, How Music Works Mm -hmm. uh, book. Oh, yeah. I saw that book. Fascinating. So interesting. And uh, I like I won't bore anybody with like all the legal like things here, but why not? I just did. <laughs> Musicians are screwed. That's all. That's oh, what it really? comes down to. Yeah, none of them have any leg to stand on, and it's amazing that there's any music at all because there's no way to make any money, especially yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, especially now. But there's also opportunities. But that's worth reading. If uh, how yeah. music works, you want to hear about? Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he really names names and talks about like you know I got this much for you know the advance <laughs> for this. And I spend the money on this, you know, and like, you know, says amounts and everything, you know, just wow. saying. Oh, well, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And yeah. Yeah, I'm reading the, 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 Pete, uh, the Pete Townsend book still. I'm a slow reader. <laughs> yeah, hurry. But, um, you know, it's even, it, it's, uh, Who's Next came out with the part I'm out in the book. They still don't have money. Really? I mean, this is Tommy, then Who's Next, and he's working on Quadrophenia. And they still kind of, <laughs> they live in very modest houses. They're not, they're not rich by any means. So I don't know when that kicked in. For the members of the Who, so but uh, it's so weird, yeah, because you just assume, oh, they're all in their castles with their servants. Well, I, I think they made a bunch of money up top, but then they spent it all on pinball machines. <laughs> it's kind of bad money management. Well, I guess if you break your instruments every night, you yeah. don't have any money left. Yeah, no kidding. I don't understand. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> you don't have money. any money. <laughs> break this instrument. Oh, boy. Uh, you up for some phone calls? You want to see? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got some phone calls. Let's go to the dial. We need we... a theme song for our voicemail segment okay hush hush keep it down voicemails carry <laughs> perfect hey guys cliff from new hampshire hey, i don't cliff. know if uh, any of you use spotify but if you don't you should check it out uh, this is not a paid commercial for spotify to music while you work i always uh, find myself wishing that we had a playlist at the end of a spotify playlist at the end of each episode uh hmm. so that i don't say oh it's a great song i heard on rock solid today i can never remember it that's a lot of so work anyway uh, just an idea if you're into spotify <laughs> you could do it that guy uh, could do it playlists would be nice and people could go back and listen to the full songs that you play all right love the show keep it up thanks i do wonder i was thinking about that recently why you guys don't use spotify because you're big music lovers what what's what's holding you back i don't, I don't know own, i don't own that music right uh, you can let's see. You don't own it. You, I have to, You can download it. I have to be able to pick this music up <laughs> and hold it in my hand. Right, but but you could be you could listen to a zillion things that you probably would never buy. I, m- mostly Gary, I'm asking. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why I don't fuck around with it. it but it's I, just, I'll tell you why I don't. I, I don't oh, so I don't you don't have, either. You're telling no, us no. we should, and then you don't. No, but but I'm not a big music discovery guy. Mm-hmm. I, I I've I've played with it. You know, I, it's it's it is. I mean, it's amazing on one level, but on another level, it feels kind of dirty. I just know from running a, a comedy record label how how bad the deal is for, mm-hmm. for artists. And so it kind of bums me out to use it and think about the, how little people are getting paid. But um, I mean, labels are getting paid, but the artists mm-hmm. aren't really. So that's one thing. I is mean, this whole rant so you can plug your comedy <laughs> label? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's why I, I didn't even choose that voicemail. It was just happenstance. We had we had somebody early on who was uh, making who was doing that for us. And if anybody wants to jump in, you're welcome to. But um, I'll tell you what. I don't yeah. think a lot of this stuff is on Spotify because there yeah, are some pretty big holes. Gaps. Um, so you might not get complete playlists. But it is. Yeah, that'd be cool for people who use it. In the meanwhile, if you're ever like stumped or or you want to be reminded, we always. Um, try to like in the photo section. We always try to post everything we play. Yeah, all the album covers and on and all the songs. I I always put the song. I don't know if Gary. Always yeah, does. I do. And yeah, don't. But uh, also, don't be shy to ask on the Facebook either. Yeah, we'll tell you. But thanks. Who well, else we got on the phone? We got Dale from Chicago. I like Dale. Dale from Chicago. Uh, sweet Street episode. I realized that my both of my two favorite songs, both by Springsteen, would fit not just Thunder Road, but also Incident on Fifty Seventh Street. Yeah. Another great tune. Uh, also, it's funny that you played that Peter Wolf song, Riverside Drive, in an episode where you talked about 30 Rock, because I'm pretty sure that's the street that Liz Lemon lives on in 30 Rock. 
So wow. uh, thanks for a great podcast, guys. You rock. Making connections. Wow. That guy is digging deep into what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, like that. I like it. Thanks. I Thank would you. like to say that that's exactly why we did it, but <laughs> we didn't. Did you guys catch that finale? Uh, I did. I'm so I sad. Didn't, I didn't over. see the finale. I didn't know it was ending <sighs> oh so soon. Oh, my God. Was it a good finale? Yeah. Best series finale. It was sitcom finale. Yeah, it was was really it an hour long? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I can probably buy that on iTunes. If you if you count, I would love some nerd, a bigger <laughs> nerd than me, to just count how many jokes are in that episode. I feel like they probably broke the record for number of jokes in, yeah. a, in an episode. It's, Had to rewind a lot, yeah. I know. I kind of want to watch it again because I know I missed it. <laughs> I wonder if they'll air it again. Uh, who knows? Maybe you get it on Hulu. Maybe I can find it on Spotify. <laughs> Wait, don't say it like that. What? what? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. That's my voice of uh, anyone that I'm making fun of. <laughs> yes. They did. They just pulled out all the stops. It was really, I, I know it's a cliche, but it was a love letter to the fans because it was like a zillion callbacks. Like every, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite things ever from 30 Rock is the rural juror. Yes. And can't even Jen, say that. Jenna, do you remember the rural juror? I do. Like, Jenna sings the theme from rural juror. Oh, no. It's Farewell. amazing. Oh my God. I will never forget you, rural juror. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> I've been singing it all week. And every... Every time, like she would like make a grand announcement and leave and call them like some new insulting name, it was just uh, just a virtuoso performance. So, yeah, yeah, the writing and stuff. Oh, so, so, you uh, <laughs> was it people standing in line at a, a gay soup kitchen or something like that? <laughs> right. Oh, right. Every time, yeah, because she would she was storming out and then would go like, "I'm going to Hollywood," and then she would get there and everyone's like, "Looks, you know, like the, a supermodel," and she looks like an old lady. So she, she comes back. She's like, "I'm going to Broadway now." But like, oh yeah, she would always have a different. <laughs> Too funny. Anyway, yeah. uh, uh, one more call. I think we got. Yeah, Garrett from Houston. Hey guys, this is Baird in Houston. Uh, I just listened to the Street Song episode, and I kind of can't believe no one played Baker Street. Oh, oh yeah, he's right. Um, and I also wanted to once again request the Stuttering Song episode. Oh, right. I think the there's a lot of song. rich material there. If you tell us 12 songs that have stuttering in it, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. Bye. It's not. It's not a bad suggestion, but there might be. Uh, I think that's really hard. We keep trying to have like um, thinking about maybe like a section for the top of the show where it's like something that couldn't hold the whole show, but yeah. But yeah, so we we might get to that. Or bit. a grab bag show grab where we bag. do like two or three from different that's topics. Not that a bad that'd be cool. Either. That's but by cool. the way. Uh, I can't believe we didn't play Gray Street by the Dave Matthews Band. Come on, guys. <laughs> We're going to do Streets. Quite an oversight, yes. <laughs> but uh, I love that solo in Baker Street. Yeah, it's pretty great. And um, just to uh, just to let everyone know, the, uh, the uh, 30 Rock finale is on uh, iTunes. Thank God. And Hulu for free. <laughs> Don't pay for it. It's called Hogcock slash Last Lunch is the name of the episode. Hogcock. Yeah. Um, so uh, buy that from iTunes. Or Matt says watch it for free. <laughs> or call us at 330-81-ROCKS. Why don't you want to pay for anything, Matt? Spotify and Well, that Hulu. was a show that was on television for free. It was broadcast over the air with commercials, and but that's how What if Hulu I want to it? purchase it and then keep it on my person forever? Because well, it's then the buy greatest. It. Great. Buy it. Spotify. You both make good points. <laughs> you want to talk about this topic today? Yeah, yeah. That uh, closes new business. And uh, the, uh, uh, the topic today, this was a uh, Pat Francis joint. He, uh, uh, our... F- our uh, second show was about second albums, right? Uh, sophomore surge. That sophomore was your surge. idea, and then so uh, and was our first show about debut albums. Yeah, we had a debut album. Uh, uh, so this uh, it, it, then uh, uh, eighty two shows later, we get around to uh, third albums. Third albums. Because I was I was watching a documentary and um, Jimmy Iovine was on it, and he was saying how third albums are often really the make or break album for a lot of bands. So they have to bring it or. It might be done. So uh, Gary and I picked um, third album. I picked third albums that that brought it, that really pushed the band over the top. And how did you do it, Gary? The same way? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Where it was like, uh, yeah, some kind of artistic or uh, or commercial or creative turning yeah. point. So uh, your your uh, your idea, your way. What do you got? Your well, so and and I don't know. Do you have a uh, do you have that guy from Jersey on your list? I don't, don't. I, neither, neither do I. Okay. I don't have him on my list either. I mean, uh, but uh, that's that's a quintessential 
third album. Perfect is, is, example is Born to Run. First two records well, what's did that? no business. What's Born to Run now? Oh, it's this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go to Spotify. Okay, cool. First two albums did no business. <clears throat> right, and then he said he, this was his last chance. He put everything into it, and, and it worked. Kaboom! Would, you, would you call it his last chance power drive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like on the last chance power drive. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> still great to this day. Is, is Born to Run? But mm-hmm. um, I'm going to start out with. Uh, with a, a band from Sheffield, England, uh, Teenagers. Uh, first album is okay. Second album, better. And some people think it's, you know, really good. But then Pyromania ah. from Def Leppard comes out, and that is an undeniable leap yeah. of, of third albums. Now, I don't know what songs are on what albums, other than I know Pour Some Sugar On Me was Hysteria, but what what, what was on the first two You got your that photograph. We well, here, I'll, let you got me, your uh, Rock of Ages. Let me jump, okay. let me jump to uh, some playlisting uh, stuff here. You got your what, what, didn't you, know questions were going to be. Are you, checking, are you checking Spotify for this? Um, you got your fuh No, I'm just going to I'm just going to sh- I'm just going to no So, um, yeah, like the, uh, the second album uh, it has um has uh, bringing on the heartbreak and high and dry, but then Pyromania has uh, rock, rock till you drop and photograph and fooling and rock of ages and the song I want to play because I didn't want to play the hits. I wanted to maybe play a song that you, uh, you might not have known. <laughs> so if we could take it at uh, forty-eight seconds from Pyromania, this is coming under fire. Was that the original recording or that weird re-recording they did? <laughs> no, no, this is, this is the original Mutt Lang produced uh, album. And um, yeah, I guess when they were recording Pyromania, I guess Mutt would just keep saying, no, do it again. We can do it better. Wow. We can do it better. And that was just nonstop. And the drummer had two arms for this album. Yeah. So the f- <laughs> drum sounds much fuller. It's like double. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that's an undeniable third album uh, breakthrough. Yeah, Pyromania. It's interesting to listen to albums like that with a lot of hits that you never like to hear the connective tissue mm-hmm. of a song right, like that. Right. I've never so, heard that song. Yeah, well, you uh, should Spotify that. You should I should. <laughs> um, what? Uh, yeah, what was I going to say about? Oh, yeah. I don't know. They, that's so funny to me that like in the '80s, metal was kind of at least uh, I was you know 12 or 10 or 12 when this came out. I, it seemed scary and weird and like whoa. But you hear it now, it's just it's just rock and it's roll. Just rock and roll. Like, I, I'm always <laughs> amazed at like what was dangerous. And then right. you know, well, like like Motley Crue. I don't know. You you can't find more mainstream rock music than Motley Crue. But at the time, everyone right. was like, "They're devil worshippers. Don't go near them." It's like when I was a kid and I would have my Kiss album, and my mom would just be, "Oh, Patrick, why are you listening?" Yeah. And it is so like three chords, it's so down the middle, stupid. Yeah. It's just crazy. Bass yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Kiss Kiss is the most extreme from the image to the music. To the music. I never I heard them. I just saw them and, and I was like, like, what the hell? Yeah, I thought it was a horror movie. I know. <laughs> Not a band, but no. yeah. You should see them without makeup. Now that's a horror movie. <laughs> Get behind me, devil. <laughs> uh, Gene Simmons invented Spotify. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. It's quite true. Uh, <laughs> uh, people like their music. They don't, <laughs> like to buy it. They don't want to pay for it. Here's... Uh, Here's an example of the third album, Kablooey, a group out of Montreal by way of Dallas, Texas. Oui, oui. A a, uh, first album, critically acclaimed on the internet. Second album, a little darker, but, uh, you know, solidifies the fan base. Third album, Grammy-winning album of the year. Talking about uh, Arcade Fire and the suburbs. Here's a part of Ready to Start. Listen. I was pure, you know I was. If I 
forget they won that award. Everyone was going, huh? Huh? And then they just <laughs> launched into that song, yeah. right? Right after winning, and it was fucking awesome. And it's everyone a revolution, was still, everyone was still like, what is happening? Who are these people? There's like 40 people on stage. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. That was a good Grammy. Hard to make money when you have 40 people in the band. Yeah. <laughs> the split is not good. Not good. Yeah, I think mm. some of those were just like they're cousins or something just hanging out and is that uh, guy playing a paper guitar what's going on and uh it was as i i'm sure we all agree that it was as exciting as this most recent grammys that aired this week oh what a fantastic night of winners and losers even the losers were winners big surprise they were nominated some surprises and some not surprises but great performances Uh, and pat would have gotten to go to the rehearsal but he's going to san francisco yeah well i went went to san francisco Hey, thanks for coming to our shows. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was invited to go to the uh, to the Grammy rehearsals, uh, oh. but it was uh, it was the same uh, oh, it was man. the same day we were leaving for for um, San Francisco. Man. So, what if you would have? What if you would have locked Crazy Wolf Eyes with Carly Rae Jepsen? <laughs> 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 she does have Crazy Wolf Eyes. Now, one more thing about that song. Because yeah. there was a video for that song. Oh, okay. And it was yeah. awesome. It was just a bunch of kids running around what looked like a post-apocalyptic oh, right. uh, yeah. sub-development or uh-huh. housing development. Yeah. And, uh, and someone told me that they were making like a whole movie. Oh. Uh, and uh, what happened? I don't know. That's never a good idea, though. <laughs> That's like Idlewild time. But, yeah, but I think... Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, remember that? No, yeah. but I think it was like Spike Jones or somebody cool oh, was yeah, yeah. doing something, and I don't know if it ever happened or not. I don't know. It seems like it was like going to be a zombie movie. Or I don't know what it was. Dead Bear's looking into. All right. Look Maybe it up. It was, Someone uh, tell me. I don't want to do the work. It turned into uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Anyway. <laughs> Let me just tell you, there is no audience for zombie movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on record right now. People don't like that. It's over. Uh, um... I'm going to jump to my next choice. Yeah. Let's do that. This is uh, this is arguably one of the biggest bands of all time. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even arguably. All right, they are. Right, Matt. Yeah, I got a bone with that. Anyway, go this ahead. is um, this is their third album. First album. First albums are good, mm-hmm. but then this album really blows it wide open. Uh, I'm talking about U2 and War. Oh, good. good. And I'm going to play one of my favorite songs on that album. Uh, if we drop it into 20 seconds, Matt, mm-hmm. Two Hearts Beat is one. I love that song so much. Awesome. I actually had this on my list. Oh, you did? You had done, War? Yeah. Yeah, down on the, down on the, like in the extra, in the extra innings. If in it, extra innings. In okay. case we ended in a tie. All right. To, but I think that's going to be great. Yeah, that was, uh, The Edge had hair back then, but <coughs> I just, I just love the idea, like kind of attacking like a love song with that kind of grandeur. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what it feels like as a teen, you know, when you're, anyway. Yeah, I wonder how much was owed to MTV, because uh, my Pyromanian War, both in 83, I wonder how much is owed to MTV on, on that. Yeah, yeah. There's those first two albums got some got some run a little bit, but yeah, that, but that's definitely, that definitely. Actually, I actually have another album from '83 coming up. That's weird. Ooh. But let's go to Gary. I can't wait. Uh, this is an album by an artist who kind of like you know has had like several careers, but uh, this was his uh, third solo album. And uh, talking about Neil Young and uh, after the Gold Rush, and uh, this is the first song on the first side. It's called "Tell Me Why." Sailing hardships through. Young enough to say 
beautiful. Very nice. Crazy Horse, not getting enough uh, props for their vocals, but yeah, that's got uh, Only Love Can Break Your Heart. It's got your Southern Man. It's got your uh, title track there. Oh, Southern Man, that song is going to get the guys from uh, yeah, fired them Leonard up. Skinner it all fired up. They did not care for that one bit. Yeah, well, they look what happened to them. Their plane went down. <laughs> Accident. Do you think Neil Young had something to do with their plane going down? I don't know. <laughs> but we were we were musing that uh, James Taylor might have had something to do with apartheid because that uh, Rodriguez guy we were talking about in uh, Searching for Sugar Man, he kind of had a James Taylor-esque voice. So uh, I think he organized the whole thing. All right. Yeah. I think he's responsible. <laughs> JT. Yeah. I mean, I know he's an up to no good. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> he's trying to lull us all into a, a zombified state. So so you can take over. Yes. Like, yeah, this boring music. Will <laughs> beautiful be guitar ticket. playing, beautiful voice. James <laughs> Taylor. Uh, by the way, um, yeah, that, that Spike Jones movie, it's a 30-minute short film called Scenes from the Suburbs. Oh, okay. That was uh, excerpted in that music video. Excellent. Thank you for clearing Answered my own question. Nice. Fantastic. Could have answered that in your head. Was there other... Uh, <laughs> I don't want people to know. They don't have to look it up now. Other, other songs uh, from the album or just uh, just that one? Uh, I think there are... Yeah, I think oh. there are different songs from the, oh, the Suburbs album. Yeah. Oh, nice. I wonder if he's making a movie. Arcade Fire's making an album. That, that should be out. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's going cool. out this year. So anyway. Um, right, Dad, I think you're up, Pat. We, uh, this guy is the, uh, is the, uh, the inventor, no matter what Gene and Paul say. He's <laughs> the inventor of this type of... Music, this shock rock genre. Oh, sure. This is Alice Cooper. Ah. His first two albums, uh, Pretties for You <clears throat> and Easy Action, <laughs> were released on Frank Zappa's Straight Records label, and they, they did nothing. They don't have any, any songs you know on them. There's just nothing on there. Uh-huh. So then they get signed with Warner Brothers, and they hook up with a producer named Bob Ezrin. And they produce an album called Love It to Death oh. with the classic song uh, called I'm 18. Ooh. So let's drop it in at 23 seconds. Little Alice Cooper. Lines foam on my face and hands. Lines foam from the ups and downs. On the Behind the Music, uh, Bob Ezrin, when he listened to their demos, he goes, you know what song I really like? I like that one, I'm edgy. <laughs> and they're like, well, you don't have a song, edgy. edgy. Yeah, I'm edgy. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's I'm 18. And he's like, oh. oh now I don't I like, like that it. that much. No, no, I, no, now I like it even better. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm edgy. <clears throat> you know what song I really like? I like that one about eight beans. <laughs> No, Bob, still the same songs. I'm 18. I'm eight bean. <laughs> Tortilla dip. No, eight no. bean. I added an extra chip. <laughs> Mr. Ezrin, you are wrong. I like your parodies, though, man. Okay, Gary, you're up. Oh, man, this is hilarious. I think we're picking good ones today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, this Our is other one. 84 shows sucked, but, but this now, one, we're, on a, we're into a groove today. They say if Wait, for This podcasts, is 84, isn't it? There are 83 shows, yeah. Oh. Well, then this one sucks. They say for a podcast, make or break is his 84th show. That's what you, they do. If you could get it going. You can get to 84. Uh, so uh, here's a group that kind of, um, they sort of like closed a chapter in their in their career and then decided to be like, uh, well, enough of this accessibility. We're going to uh, start making uh, crazy records and somehow got more successful. <laughs> but uh, to me, this was their kind of artistic high point. I'm talking about Radiohead, OK Computer, and we'll hear a little bit of Letdown.
guitar sounds really nice. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, computer. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's always funny to think about when they first came out. They were sort of lumped into that, like it's the it's England's answer to grunge, you know? Right, like, exactly. Yeah, with creep. Yeah, it was just so weird, and then what they ended up being was like crazy light years beyond what they were doing at that time. They had a lot of things on their mind. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they continue to. Uh, Innovate and excite, and uh, I don't. I wish they wouldn't. I wish they would just like stay in one place. <laughs> give me what I like over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. But anyway, but that's that's okay. How about you, Pat? What do you got? This is a this is a band. Um, I guess best known for um, hanging out at the CBGBs. Okay. They're fronted by a lady who's blonde. Right, right. <laughs> uh, the band is Blondie. Oh, okay. And um, first two albums are again are good. But then they hook up with producer Mike Chapman uh, to produce uh, Parallel Lines with such songs as Hanging on the Telephone and One Way or Another. and uh, Always Touched ha- by Your Presence, dear? Uh, not, no, that's not on this one. It isn't? No, it's not. And uh, Heart of Glass. We can edit that out. Make Gary what? sound like he knows Wait, what he's Wait, he doing. seems... Uh, we gotta <laughs> anyway, but that's fine. Right. No, I, can t- I can tell you right now that okay, uh, Touched by Your Presence is... Um, is was on uh, was on um, plastic letters. Oh yeah, man, I feel case. like a dope. Yeah, and that's a great song. Yeah, but um, but the song I'm choosing to play off Blondie's Parallel Lines is a song called Picture This. Let's Picture go. this, yes. Drop. Picture this. She yeah. sounds so young. I know. I remember reading an interview at the time. I was like 11 or 12, and uh, we'd sing about what the kids are into, like that part about, you know, I'll give you my finest hour watching you shower. That's what the kids do these days. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know what the kids are into. I'm so behind. And uh, they're currently making the, uh, the CBGB movie. Oh. And I can't pronounce this actress's name that's playing um, Debbie Harry. Um, Panettiere. <laughs> Malene or Malin Ackerman? Oh, Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. Yeah, Thank you, man. She's on. Um, she's on uh, Children's Hospital. She's uh, yeah. She's she's, she's going to be Debbie Harry. That's awesome. Yeah, she's got the the cheekbones. <laughs> and uh, Alan Rickman is going to be Hilly Crystal. That's uh, I, I think it's pronounced Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's, it's with an A. It's Hilly. Hilly Crystal. Uh, you look marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they like. I, I, I don't know how you can make that a movie. But, I don't know how you make that a movie but, either. Uh, but, you know, other than it's just going to be like people are showing up like, hi, I'm Richard Hell. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, <laughs> I know the floor of the set is all sticky. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how much one we thing. Did so, you ever did you ever make it there to uh, never made it to CBGBs? Um, I got I went there one time and yeah, it was it was neat. It was uh, yeah, you could definitely sense the history, but yeah, it's not. Did you do coke in the bathroom? Well, sure. I mean, all right, cool. You know, well, then, 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 such a line to get to the lines. <laughs> <laughs> We're done, man. That's all I need to know. If you did coke, no, I did not. I never, okay. I never. Uh, that was one thing I never got to. That's you guys ever watch Palladia, the <clears throat> channel? That a little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they was they were showing a Blondie concert, and I just kind of left it on there, and and they. They did a they they started playing a song called "Break Your Heart," and uh, you might know it or you might not. It goes, "I'm only gonna break, break your, break, break, break your, your heart. heart." And I was like, "Whoa, was this a Blondie song first? And then no. I looked it up. I'm like, "No, that's Tyo Cruz, the uh, nice, yeah, he's like a the dynamite guy, yeah, that guy <laughs> dance club kind of." And I was like, "Whoa, they just covered Tyo Cruz. That blew my that's mind. That's pretty cool. And it sounded good. They made it their own. They made it sound like a Blondie song. That's why I was like baffled. Way to go, Blondie. Yeah." so awesome. I like it when they... Uh, you still got it. Stay with it like that. I'm quoting the <laughs> gruff tattoo artist on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> I, I, I love this. I, I probably told this before, but when I was I was getting a touch-up uh, on my tattoo and... Um, was this recently? No, no. This is like... Ten, when did um, when did that song, uh, Maria, come out? That was like 2000 or yeah. 1999. Yeah, 1999. So when that song came out, uh, I was getting this tattoo or maybe I was with a friend who was getting a tattoo and anyway this guy was like that song was playing and this guy just picture like a Hell's Angel biker dude you know leather vest beard he was like 
Debbie Harry still got it. <laughs> <laughs> that Maria is a pretty great song. Yeah. <laughs> she still got it. Gary, yeah. you're up. Uh, this is one that's. Uh, <laughs> it, I guess it didn't really like rocket them into public consciousness or anything, but just at the time. And uh, Re- is this going to be one where you go <laughs> regionally? This was yeah, regionally. Go. <laughs> this is well, like in the in the region of like you know internet. Uh, this is like one of those like. First, like, you know, big, like, internet, like, sensations. Because, you know, they had a couple of albums and people had heard of them. But then, like, this one came out, got the perfect 10 on Pitchfork and just, like, you know, listened to it all that summer and stuff. It's a group from Texas called And You Will Know Us by the Trail of the Dead. Have you ever heard that? I have. By the, by the, by the Trail of the Dead. And uh, the third album was called uh, Source, Codes, and Tags. I'm sorry, Source, Tags, and Codes. And it... Uh, it was uh, it's just you know atmospheric but rocking and like felt like it just got visceral and got you in the guts. Uh, we're gonna hear a little bit of another morning stoner. <laughs> Taste of uh, Trail of Dead as their. Yeah, I think we're all familiar with that, the, sure. that that breakout song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a good album to listen to. If you're, anyway, and anyway. say the name of the band again. And you'll know it's by Trail of the Dead. I think this is. Uh, I think this is one of a uh, band that Mike Schmidt likes a lot. I think he mm-hmm. turned oh, me into them. If you're really into them like I am, you call them A Y W K U B T T O D. Of course, of course you do. This is my other. I'm going to play my other album from '83. Again, I think this had a lot to do with MTV. Breakout, and uh, if uh, if you know him like I do, if you're a big fan, you just call him BA, <laughs> or you just call him Bad Adams. This is Brian Adams from the album Cuts Like a Knife. Uh, this had some big hits. Had this again, time. you refuse to play the hits. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, we know the hits, so let's hear something else that you don't know. So Some of the younger guys might not know. Uh, then it's straight from the heart, Cuts Like a Knife this time. Right. But I chose to play uh, a song called uh, Only One. You never heard that song, did you? Nope. It's a good Brian Adams song. And I yeah. never heard that either. It sounds kind of cool. It sounds like some of those late replacement albums. Like, yeah. It could have been on All Shook Down or something yeah. like that. That's my favorite cuts. Like, you know, a lot of these albums are my favorite albums by the bands themselves, too. And that's definitely my favorite Brian Adams album. Have it autographed. He wrote the blah, blah on it. <laughs> and, uh, there's a picture of that on my uh, Facebook page. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> terrible. To quote Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> You're up, Gary. Empire. Uh, oh, these guys, speaking of blood, this is yeah. from uh, the album White Blood Cells. You're like... Are these guys some kind of uh, novelty act or something? They dress all crazy. And what is their deal? It was strange. Are they but brother and sister, husband and, husband and wife? Then this third album comes out, and they're like, oh, I get it. He's some kind of uh, devil spawn fusion of uh, Robert Johnson and uh, Iggy Pop or something like that. It's uh, the White Stripes, and uh, the album was called White Blood Cells. And uh, let's hear a little Hotel Yorba. Mm-hmm. I was You're uh, fell in love with a girl. It's got your dead leaves in the dirty ground. Yeah. You're we uh, we are going to be friends. A nice song, but uh, yeah, that's that's a good album. 
So good. That Third sounds album. really great. Third album by the White Stripes. Yeah, I think Matt gave, Matt gave me the bunch of White Stripes stuff. Yeah, he, never heard about it. Never heard from them again. <laughs> you, uh, you say, hey, give me a hug me up with that. Oh, no, I liked it a lot. Because yeah, I, yeah, I okay. uh, I, I, it was a band where I'm thinking what I thought, forget it. And then uh, oh, I love deal. it. Yeah, it's pretty great. Think they'll ever record again, or is he just going to go off and do all? Uh, I hope so. I just I do feel like there's something unique about those two. Like even his solo album was great. Um, I love the raconteurs. Raconteurs is great, but just like that raw, just fucking seems like the natural state thing. of it. But yeah. but maybe like, I bet they'll do it when they're fifty or something like that. Or maybe. Yeah. yeah so in two years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. What's so, Howard Kramer's joke about that? Like the White Stripes have broken up. Uh, Meg is going to continue on with the White Stripes. <laughs> They're looking for a genius, innovative songwriter, guitar, organ playing art. You know, like that's good. That is very carry funny. On, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's excellent. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into uh, some uh, some uh, hard rocking from the uh, from the seventies. Nice, a band that had a resurgence. In the late 80s and 90s, we're talking about the bad boys of Boston. (laughs) Going to go with Aerosmith. Uh, Their uh, first two albums are good, but then Toys in the Attic from 1975. Toys in the Attic, by the way, that means you're crazy. Gary, you have Toys in the Attic. I never heard that. Is that what I mean? Yeah, you got Toys in the Attic. Um, This is, uh, you know, it has two of their biggest hits, which I'm not going to play because we're tired of them. Walk This Way and Sweet Emotion. But um, that would be in the category of they have to play it. Yeah, that right. that would be a good yeah, uh, topic to, for a show. But yeah, then we when just you go hear, to see them, like, oh, they they've to got play. to play. They can't not play "Walk oh. This Way" and "Sweet Emotion." But I'm choosing a song from the album uh, produced by Jack Douglas. This is uh, can I guess? Can I make a wish? Yeah, go ahead. No more, no more. Yes, yes. Play it. Twenty six <laughs> seconds in. <laughs> Uh, that's that 70s sound that they promised us on the new album <laughs> that um, didn't happen. That 70s sound. You liars. When I, uh, when I worked on Singing Bee, we had uh, one of those like, you know, uh, guest the lyric shows mm-hmm. hosted by Joy Fatone. It was, uh, we'd get these big lists of like cleared songs and then like the producers would like try to like, you know, assemble a show and make a case for it. And I was like, I, I went to bat hard for no more, no more. Like, oh, and everybody knows that. Everybody knows the lyrics <laughs> to that. Come on. It's a great song. Did not I've, make it. I've never heard it. Did not make it. Did you it. like it? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry. It was cool. Cause you don't like Aerosmith, right? No, I do. I, well, I'm the sucker who, cause I, when I grew up, I like, you know, I, you I, like heyday Aerosmith. I identify with the, yeah, the, Ladies, that's fine. And early '90s stuff, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> big ones you can look at. That's <laughs> how's that music video compilation? You know, from '94, big <laughs> ones that you can look at. Yeah, <laughs> big ones that you can look at. <laughs> video compilation. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not bad. Rockers don't have a good sense of humor. Wasn't the because the I think the the greatest hits from that time was called Big Ones. Big ones, yeah. And, and uh, I think the cover was. What was the cover? Because it's a bad cover. It's like uh, it's like uh, I can't even explain boots. it because because that was right after um, Get a Grip, which was uh, a utter. cow's udder with a Aerosmith tattoo on it. Which, by the way, I don't think that the Peter was very happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Here's the here's the cover of Big Ones. It's just it's 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 terrible. Oh right, right. It's oh, just right. like a so just what, like okay. But now look up writing. Big Ones. You can look at. Did they do something funny? <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> they didn't. A, a hilarious visual pun. We know who the funny one is in that band. It's Steven Tyler. No, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's just a variation of the, the same, same thing. thing. Handwriting yeah. in there. Big ones. <laughs> what are you, butthead? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he said big ones. <laughs> yeah, big ones, big ones, big ones. <laughs> right. Gary's up. In the world of, uh, of uh, in, the, in the hipster uh, rock circles, when you talk about third albums, there's only one, really, and that's uh, Big Star's third, a.k.a. Sister Lovers. How they come up with that name? It was their third album. What? 
And, and they love their sisters. And they love their sisters. That, uh, this was uh, number 449 on Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all time. <laughs> hey, it made it. It snuck in there in the top We're 10%. Yeah, but um, or the eighty. Uh, but anyway, um, this was uh, the thing about that is like there's no official version. It's so weird. They like they recorded in '74 and then they kind of broke up and went their separate mm-hmm. ways. Uh, somebody finally put it out in '78, and you know, and that was like, and that was like really hard to find. And then it came out again in like '85 and '92, and like, and every version's been different. All you know, so like, there's no like definitive. Yeah, like this is third. the correct sequencing. This is the songs that are supposed to be on it. It's kind of a hodgepodge. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's guys. Oh, it's so sad. There's so many sad songs, and then there's some of those like you know power pop nuggets that you like, and then there's this, which is kind of like somewhere in between. <laughs> which is unlistenable. Unlistenable. No, it's kind of it's a it's a weird. Christmas song. It's a cover. It's called uh, Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Right. That's kind of happy. Starts off with this, but then it gets rocking. Put that on your hipster uh, Christmas mix. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, produced by Jim Dickinson, who did like Wild Horses and uh, some other Stonesy things and a lot of cool things. And just because you're throwing out the uh, stats on this, uh, Toys in the Attic was number 228 oh, nice. on Rolling Stones. Well, hey, it's not a pissing contest. 500. <laughs> and, uh, and my next, uh, my next one... My next third album was recorded at Sound City Studios. Oh, from- so Dave Grohl would love that this was recorded through the Magic Board. Yeah, uh, this was ranked at number three hundred thirteen <laughs> on the Rolling Stone magazine's five hundred greatest albums of all time. I've played. I've probably played this entire album at some point on this show. So I'm actually going to break tradition. Going to play the hit. I'm going to play a hit. Go. I'm going to play a hit. This is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh. This is from Dan the Torpedoes. And dropping it in 14 seconds. I'm not going to say the title. This um, this album is like I don't know what it is about this album. This is like when I think of you know in high school in '79. This was like my album. This is just like this was my thing. I mean that album cover. I I heard "Don't Do Do Me Like That" on the radio, and I go, oh, I got to seek out what this is because I never heard Tom Petty, and I didn't associate him with American Girl or Breakdown for some okay. reason. Maybe I hadn't even heard those songs uh-huh. at that point. And then I see this album cover, and there's this punky looking dude on the front it's like is, is that nick gilder What's going? <laughs> and it's just i just uh this really lyrically the whole deal just makes me feel something about that time period i don't yeah. know what it is but I, I really love this album there's yeah the, like didn't didn't jimmy iovine have something to do with this maybe? oh yeah yeah he, he yeah he produced this him and tom petty produced this together yeah so maybe that's where where he got that notion because it was like it wasn't just great itself but it was like there was something Fertile about it, like you know. There's plenty more where this came from. So, yeah, but yeah. this is, yeah, because we thought we've. Uh, but there was, and his first album seems like a stepping stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the second album I like a lot too. But just something about this, I don't know what it is. I like the. I love the phrasing. Every time I hear that song on the radio, I just notice how the phrasing is so succinct and perfect in the you know in the in the in the verses like that. I was talking with a friend of mine. <laughs> said a woman at heard is bright. Like it's so. Yep, I nice. love that funky uh, singing and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. kind of behind the beat drumming a little bit. And yeah, it's just sweet. Yeah, damn the torpedoes. Bring it, Tom. Full speed ahead. And um, by the way, uh, parallel lines by Blondie. Mm-hmm. Ranked at number 140 Whoa. on 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Crushing Aerosmith. Yeah, it's Tom crushing Betty. it, I know. And uh, did you know that Damn the Torpedoes was uh, 
and the old that was the former expression for uh, "come at me, bro." Yeah. Oh, really? That's what they would say. You know, when you're in a when you're a dude and you're about to get into a fight. No, let's bring that. Let's, <laughs> that's not. A, that's not what that means at that's all. Not what that means at all. <laughs> let's, let's let's start using. What was that. it though? It's it's some sort of a, a military. It has some. Yeah, it was like a military thing, and was it World War Two? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, oh, they didn't Google it. Hate my job. <laughs> I hate my job. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Just a little teaser. I know it's your turn, Gary. A little teaser. My next album is not in the Rolling Stone. Uh, really? Top 500. Interesting. A quotation attributed to David Farragut, referring oh. to an order given at the Battle of Mobile Bay. Oh, well, we don't use that word on this show. <laughs> Farragut. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's derogatory. <laughs> All right, Pat. This is, uh, this is an album from 94 where I just learned to stop worrying and love Pearl Jam. Like, all right, I resisted. Yes. This is, I'm not going to, uh, I'm, I'm just going to give in. Because, you know, they were, like, popular. And, like, kind of jocks liked them and stuff. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. But then uh, you cannot d- deny the uh, rock and power of Corduroy. Yeah. Listen to some of this. Pretty good. It's kind of inscrutable, but I, I heard him explain it once that what that song's about is like, you know, he had this brown corduroy jacket that he got in a thrift store uh-huh. that he'd wear, and then they blew up, and all of a sudden there's like $500 corduroy jackets, and, and there was like a grungy-looking guy on General Hospital, all of a sudden it was <laughs> played by Ricky Martin. Of course. Of people, and he was wearing like that jacket and everything, and then he was like, Jesus. So that's, that's kind of like a protest against that song. Next thing, you're going to be wearing my flannel. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tim Gunnis, any better, yeah. in the new CBG movie. Yeah. <laughs> Make it work, Stone Gosser. Well, I'm telling you. <laughs> Blondie still got it. <laughs> um, By the way, that album has maybe my favorite Pearl Jam song ever, Better Man. Better Man. Yeah, so great. Uh, and that I, that was one of the first, I think maybe the first. Is that Vitology? Yeah, that's, that's Vitology. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. If someone correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe the first uh, Eco Wallet release of a CD. Oh, perhaps. Instead of a, instead of a jewel case. Yeah, it was like a It actually it was all cardboard and it just, the CD just slid into it. And a did you like it or were you mad at it? I well, it is like from an OCD standpoint, it doesn't fit, it doesn't on, fit on the shelf. Kind of it looks it is oddly shaped. It's actually square, I think, instead of rectangular. Like yeah. it's perfectly square. But um, but it is cool because it looks like an old, uh, you know, Album. apothecary's yeah. notebook yeah, right. or something. With uh, yeah, no. stop fucking with my shelving system. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it does. It definitely stood out. I mean, I that's that CD case sat on my the passenger seat of my car for like a whole year probably. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Third album. This, uh, well, my next, I'm, I'm finding a trend here. It seems like the third album, in a lot of the cases for me, is uh, maybe they brought in a different producer, some a uh-huh. bigger name or someone with a little bit more right. chops to, to, to break out the band. This album, again, this is not on the top 500 Rolling Stone, but it did spend eight <laughs> weeks at number one yeah. on the Billboard 200. Uh, this is Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet. Okay. And again, I'm not playing a hit. I'm going to play a deeper album cut. This might be the last song on the album. Uh, this is Wild in the Streets. Joey is in this song. Yay. <laughs> He's still talking tough. I know. That symbol, such 80s production on this thing. That's the, what do they call that when you hit the center of the symbol? That little the ride uh, showing off. Showing yeah. off. <laughs> no, what bullseye. Do they, call yeah. they call it the bullseye. I don't know what they call. It. 
But uh, man, the production on that sounds so 80s. trebly and eighties, and yeah. and uh, I haven't listened to that for a long time. I wonder if they ever played that song in concert ever once. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, probably back at the time they're probably open with it. <laughs> yeah, they probably. They, like that they, that they, album had like eight hits on it. I know. So like, I don't know if they would ever need to get to that one, especially because they had a bunch of they had material a couple of songs before. before that, yeah. Did I ever talk about the time when I, I worked at Tower Records when this came out and I, I peed inside of a copy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody dared me to, and nice. I just like, yes. and I pretended like I was browsing, and I just sort of like. Uh. <laughs> oh, here, let me, we were talking about album covers. Here's the rejected. Wet T-shirt cover from Slippery. Wine. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. If people don't know that story. Like they went, they they had that. It was it was, yeah. too, it was too racy. So they yeah. they sprayed uh, they fl- they blew up a garbage bag, a black yeah. garbage bag with air, sprayed, sprayed it with water, water, and just wrote Slippery One Wet on it, and that and is took a picture of it. That's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. I'm looking at it right now, and it's, I mean, it's it's a it's. I mean, it, it sounds goofy to say about Bon Jovi, but it's an iconic album cover. It's and they've, like a smell the glove situation. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Bon Jovi, they've got a they've got a logo that they've used, you know, on every album too. So it's that Bon Jovi yeah. typeset. But uh, that's it. If you go on dafont.com, yeah, as I uh, love to do for your fonts, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you could get some uh, like a nice Bon Jovi font. I yeah. used to love that character from Happy Days, Dafont. Oh, Dafont, yeah. <laughs> you would be like B. Oh, yeah, all of his <laughs> all of his letters. Yeah, he does have the one. Uh, well, Pat, I'm like this is a, this is one where I, I've I've played every other song on the album, so we're down to this. But uh, favorite album of the 2000s, resisted him. Like was hearing all about him. Oh, you got to hear this. No, I'm not going to like it. And then like I heard it. And I was like, oh, that's all I wanted to hear for a certain amount of time. Uh, this is a, uh, uh, yeah, brought in the producer, Chris Walla from uh, Death Cab for Cutie. And uh, for me, it just, uh, it all came together. This is a love song. Uh, did, uh, did Chris Walla produce Dishwalla? I was just going <laughs> to use that joke. I wish he did. <laughs> but this is uh, the Decemberist, uh, Picaresque, and uh, we, we both go down together. Romeo and Juliet story, and spoiler alert: he rapes her, and then they, uh, and then he kills her, and then okay. commits suicide. Jesus, Rude, just brought the show to a back in the old. Oh, what, but mean, the, what do you mean? But that's what happened. <laughs> back in the old days, that's what happened. In the old days, that's what happened. But uh, oh, uh, that reminds me, uh, uh, Petra Hayden played violin on that uh, tour, and she. Uh, we're in the middle of our Petra Hayden Goes to the Movies giveaway. Just write a review on iTunes of Rock Solid, the podcast, how much you love it. And we'll, uh, one winner will be drawn at random at the end of this week. And they'll get a copy of that great new album where she sings uh, movie songs. Excellent. Yes. Yes. So anyway, so uh, so that's, you know, I got I always got more, but, you know. I got I got one more. Okay, let's hear You it. played the Decemberist, which means I'm going to have to play some cheap tracks. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. Quick this is, uh, this is uh, my second Sound City Studios album. Uh-huh. And um, although this isn't really, I mean, the breakout for them obviously is Budokan. Mm, I mean, yeah. that broke. That's like Kiss Alive for sure. for Kiss. It breaks. But uh, as far as uh, studio albums, the third album, Heaven Tonight, is where I think they really got it all together, sound yeah. and the whole thing. It's still my favorite Cheap Trick album, and uh, Surrenders on that album. But I'm going to play a song uh, you might not have heard. It, this is called On Top of the World. Oh yeah. Oh, you can drop us in at 34 seconds, actually. I didn't, I didn't tell you that. She 
the Sound City Sound. The, it is the Sound City Sound. <laughs> uh, Neil Young after the Gold Rush. We heard that earlier. Sound City. Oh, excellent. Yes. Uh, it's little Steven. He said no. He said I'm not going to play Sound City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Search of the sugar. Oh, that is a, that's a that's a Pat Francis approved <laughs> joke right there. That's terrific. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you ever hear me say that joke, uh, <laughs> pretend like you didn't hear Gary. Say. Okay, that's hysterical. Uh, Matt, are, are you uh, looking for a play out? Yeah, or you I, got a third. I, I got one, but uh, you've got one more, and you've got one. Well, more. no, I have one. The, my last one was just uh, is, I was going. She's the one from Springsteen, but that's just the quintessential. Third okay. album, Born to Run, and you don't need to play it. Uh, Everyone knows. Well, Pat, I think Gary should play this okay. one more. Uh, okay, Gary can. Oh, definitely, Gary can play one more. Are we talking about Queen's Dead? You want to hear a little bit of that? Uh, this is the quintessential Smith song. Like it's the Smithiest Smiths you could get uh, from their uh, third album. The awesome album, Queen's Dead, and this is called uh, "There Is a Light That Never Goes Out." Take me See him on a fainting couch singing this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, April Richardson will love that you played that. <laughs> April is on is our cover girl this week on the uh, on our, our Facebook page. If you uh, go to that, this huh. is uh, we're looking into the future from where we sit now. But uh, I didn't know we had cover girls. I didn't know we had cover girls either. <laughs> we always have little artwork changing on uh, on the uh, page. Yeah. Of, uh, so you so she's our cover girl. Yeah. She there's a picture of her on her vacation to Greece, and she's standing on the on the medal stand in the Olympic Stadium, and she's standing on the third place one going. Uh, mm. Nice. So, yeah. And what what episode would that be for? Uh, oh, this one. Episode eighty four. The third albums. Thirds. She's in third place. She's anyway. Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> See, she was in Greece, and she stood on the third place podium. She played Rizzo I'm still thinking about little Steven not playing Sound City. But yeah, April used to host like a Smith show on uh, on, uh, 103. She's big into that and Billy Bragg. Don't get her started. (laughs) Indeed. Anyway, uh, so that's, that's it for me. Thirds. Great, great show. This is a hard one to pull off the top of my head because I don't really know tons of different like uh, i don't think of things in terms of what the third album of well, something was well check your head you're, you're i think you're a singles, singles guy i think you're a sing- you're like more of a singles guy <laughs> i think pa- i think gary's right i think i should just check my head and um, <laughs> think of something uh, from the beastie boys you know people may not know or they probably do but i don't know i'll tell the story anyway the beastie boys you know they were a punk band they put out probably an ep or something then they signed with Def Jam. They made this humongous album that I think they made as a joke, probably, or they claim they did. <laughs> and it became, you know, Frat Guy's favorite album of 1986. And they hated that. And so they followed it up with all this pressure. They, they left Def Jam. They went to Columbia. They, they followed it up with a very weird sort of experimental concept album called Paul's Boutique that crashed and burned. And then I think they, they come out to L.A. to record that. And I think they just kind of got stranded here. And they're like, what do we do? They're like, oh, I know. We'll rent this uh, empty thing above of a pharmacy in Atwater Village <laughs> and pick up our instruments again and just start fucking around with this guy that we met named Mario Caldato and we'll just we'll see what happens so they made this album check your head that's like uh, a, it's kind of roughly one third rap one third uh not even a third, but a little less than a third punk, and then a third just kind of instrumental. It was like when they first started dabbling in their instrumental stuff, and that kind of became the formula for them after that. Um, 
although they bounced around a bit and did more more rap heavy albums and 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 one totally instrumental album but this one brings it all together and i feel like this song kind of brings it all together um and i, I just love this album so much it has it has so what you want and pass the mic and a lot of great songs on it, but um, this is called... Does it also have the song Get On With The Story? <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that on this one? Damn! That, this is just a little bit of uh, history. <laughs> I, this is what the show's I'm, about. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> Educational. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, this. if you don't like if you don't like rap or even the BC Boys, just check out this album. I think you'll find something to enjoy on it because um, there's all different flavors. My favorite music is Wrap It Up. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> what the? That was on a good fire. One. Uh, <laughs> so uh, call 33081ROCKS if you want to leave a message. Yes. Like the Facebook and follow the Twitter. And uh, we'll see you next time on Rock Solid. This see is, you guys. Stand together. Woohoo. Thank <laughs> you.